Hello everybody and welcome back to Passport by Sportfoyer.com where we talk about the local sports that you do now and what you could do next. Your hosts, Vicky, Bobby and Johnny, along with their special guests, will share with you some useful tips, insights and their experiences in community sports from around the world. My name is Dickie and on today's show I am joined by my teammate Johnny. So Dickie, it's been a while. How have you been, mate? Yeah, it has been a while. We haven't had uh, a, a pod in uh, a week or two, have we? I'm no, well. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. You know, uh, weather in Colorado is just as good as it always is. And uh, we're out to playing sports and getting out there, mate, getting these kids out there, getting seeing parents out there. It's, uh, it's a new way of how we coach right now, but it's still fun. Good. It's here, being here, it's as if the pandemic never happened, as if COVID-19 never even existed. The only evidence of it is we have to wear face masks on the bus and on the metro. When I go to the metro to a different part of the city or get on a bus and go somewhere a little further, you just have to wear a face mask, where that wasn't the case before. Mm-hmm. But there's no evidence that we even went through this here. Now, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's interesting. Everything's open, been open and back to normal for weeks and weeks. So you're riding around on buses now then? Oh, I've got all the bus numbers down. I've got the bus timetable in my back pocket. I've got Google Maps, gets me on all the metros. Yeah, I I never wanted to drive. I haven't wanted to drive a car in years. Yeah. And uh, I've still got a bloody car sat on someone's drive somewhere in California, which um, uh, is probably just... Tires are flat now. I don't know, but no, I enjoy I enjoy being driven around. I wish I could afford a chauffeur. Well, you never know, mate. You never, never know. Well, I think today I know we've got a really good guest to um, talk with us, but I am, today we're going to talk about yoga. What do you know? Yoga. What do you like about yoga? Had my first experience in the United States probably around 2006, 2007, 15 years ago now. That was my first experience at my local health club. Health club? Uh, not, through, yeah, not through choice. It, was a, it wasn't a yoga studio. It was, a, it was classes put on by the health club. And I would go work, we'd go work out. And then, uh, then the, uh, my better half would say to me, let's go do a yoga class together. And I always resisted until one day I... I, I ran out of excuses and we went in there and had a go. How about you? When did you get, have you had a go at it? I've had, I've had a couple of cracks at it. Uh, I went to, my, my first experience was uh, similar to you. It was, um, it was a gym and they, um, they was offering like free classes or like introductory classes that uh, I, uh, I decided to go with my wife and it was hot yoga. And um, that was an experience, <laughs> mate, I can tell you. What was hot about it? Um, it was. I mean, you, you, it was full of hot people. Or it was hot inside. What? What's what's well, hot got to do with it? I've, I don't think I've done one of those. It was. It was more temperature when you walked. It's like walking into a sauna for me. Um, and uh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a great experience. I mean, as, as a first newbie at yoga, but wanted to have a crack at it. Um, this was your first time, and you did a hot yoga, and you didn't know what you're walking into, right? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah what were you wearing? I was wearing um, a pair of sweats and a long sleeve <laughs> shirt because it was actually um, sort of winter time in Colorado. So I was, you know, just sort of prepared to 
yeah, just do my workout and and then um, head home. But they threw this class at us and we took it. So I I went in there dressed like uh, like going. I was going on a like a mountain to go skiing, and everyone else, including the men, were wearing like skimpy speedos, as I would put it, and uh, <laughs> sweating profusely. Yeah. Hold on, you you went into a yoga class with men wearing speedos. Is that what you just said? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's basically what I saw. I mean, there were a lot of females in there, but there were definitely a lot of guys in there doing the hot yoga. Um, and and they were they weren't they weren't newbies. These guys were experienced guys. They were sat on their mat. They were meditating. They were doing all the 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 things you do before you before the class started. And I just walk in there, and I'm sure they probably they probably didn't even pay attention because they were too focused on themselves, but. If they would have looked up and seen me, they would have been like, hey, you, out. <laughs> <laughs> so you went in there with all your hot, with all your, your cold weather clothing on into a hot yoga class. What sort of temperature are we talking in, this, in the hot yoga class? You know, I don't just know. For, just for those in case, just in case for those listening uh, decide to give it a go so they can go prepared this time. I, we, that's, a, that's a question we can ask our guest, Monica. But i I got to tell you, it felt like... It felt like 120 degrees to me. Now, probably add another 10 degrees on because of what I was wearing, but it was it was hot. It wasn't warm. It was hot. So, right, right. So you walked in there with these clothes on. Let me get this. Let me. I'm trying to get this picture in my head. You walked in there. You walk into this room, this yoga class. You're dressed like an Eskimo. Everyone else is in their speedos. Did you actually participate in the class? in your ski jacket or did you strip down a few layers well if i had stripped down a few layers i think it would have been nude yoga so because <laughs> it was that hot um either that or i've been in me in me uh me boxes but i wasn't gonna do that um but i got to me mat i laid me mat out my wife right, so you, you you so just just to clarify you're still wearing all your winter outdoor winter clothes yeah yeah, unfortunately. Okay. Because right. I, okay. I wasn't, I wasn't going to walk in and walk out because I thought, you know, I had a bit of pride, right? Even though I'm sure that everyone would be like, yeah, you need to walk out. Screw your pride. But for my pride, I did it. My wife wanted to do it. Um, did you have your Ray Parler Arsenal shirt on? No, it was Tony Adams, mate. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No wonder. <laughs> yeah. So... So there I am, I'm sort of, you know, sort of, I mean, it was very confined. There was a lot of people in this class. So I was sitting there, I was sort of trying to, trying to listen to what was, what was going on. Um, I didn't really think that this was, this was for me. I could see the reason why people would do it. But then all of a sudden, this guy in front of me, he turned and he sort of did this pose and looked at me. And it was like, uh, <laughs> well... <laughs> I let the listeners think what uh, what they like about what I saw, but it wasn't something that I want to see every day. And um, it, it, it just sort of put me off of yoga, period. Um, but it's something that I really want to get back to because I feel that it's something that maybe I could have used a lot, lot sooner in my in my career as a as an athlete. If I want to call myself one of them, but um, because a lot of people that I know that do do yoga and a lot of parents I know that get their kids involved in yoga they seem to be a little bit more flexible and have that that little bit more energy um and and probably attitude on a on a 
soccer field, a football field, or whatever sport you're in, even swimming. So I want to. So back to your class a minute. Did you do the entire class? I mean, so first of all, let's. I want to know is what is the purpose of hot yoga? Did you know the purpose? There's obviously different kinds of yoga classes because I didn't do a hot yoga class. I can tell you. I'll tell you about mine in a minute. But I still want to figure out what you ended up in. What is the purpose of a hot yoga class? Is it to help you stretch further because of the temperature, um, yeah. enabling your muscles to, to you know, have a little bit more flexibility? Is that the purpose? I believe so. Yeah, I think it's that. I mean, you, you definitely sweat. You perspire more. So you might, you might be losing a little bit more okay. weight. I don't know. It's the same. And what moves were you doing? We were doing so the one that we started off with was the the, the dog one and the warrior pose. That's as far <laughs> as I got. That's called a downward dog, mate. By the, the way, downward dog. That's, I mean, that's a technical term. After after the guy did the warrior pose in front of me, I then sort of like <laughs> sat back a bit. I crossed my legs. I sat on the yoga mat, and I just looked at just looked around the room and focused on more. The other, the other sex and my wife than anything else. <laughs> oh, I think I know where you're going. I just well, sat there. I just sat uh, there. Just, just, in fact, I sat there and I just enjoyed just um, sort of meditating, just having those thoughts myself because I just couldn't do it. It was, it was, it was too. Involved. Did you find it? Did you find that the moves, the poses, difficult? No, I just felt... not, not, not because of what you were wearing, yeah. but just in general. Did you? Yeah, I did. I just didn't. I, again, because I think it was more experienced people in there, so the class was a lot harder. This was not right. somebody who's never done it before. Um, Got it. And and that's why. I so you didn't to... do your research. You didn't do your research. No. Your first experience wasn't fabulous. No, because you just dived in at the deep end and went to uh, uh, be brave and be bold yeah. and just went in there, mate. I yeah? did. It was you know I, I should have done it because you know like like everything as human beings. We try something, and you know, if you don't like it, you sort of get put off by wanting to do it again. Um, so, and that was basically my fault. You know, it's a lesson learned for our, maybe for our listeners is that make sure you do a research, even though someone's saying, "Here's a free class, go, go, this, go join, go join." All right, and then you go in it and you realise that you don't like it, but it's because they're trying to get people in the in the classroom. Um, Mm, my, yeah. my, wife, my wife lives by she goes to yoga every day well, that's fantastic I mean when I after my first class it was uh, a life changing experience and it wasn't because I was staring at um, other fellows around me in speedos like your situation it was uh, more so that it was completely opposite to what I expected I, didn't, I tried to avoid yoga classes thinking it was predominantly females in the classes and um, they were, you know, full of females that could put their leg behind, you know, their left leg behind their right ear and stuff like that. All stuff that I could never do. So I thought I'd be out of my depth right away. But um, I went in there and we happened to choose. I was with someone that had done it before, obviously. So um, my wife was had done it many times and she knew what she was talking about. She took me into a class that was, I think, beginner intermediate and it was brilliant. There were, I would say 75% women, 25% men, different ages, different, uh, different abilities, I would say, mm-hmm. I think from memory. And the instructor was fantastic. She was very patient, come around and helped, uh, got me unstuck from the floor a few times where I had, you know, I had one leg stuck 
around the back of the other and I couldn't move my feet. I think that was after the that was after the warrior pose, I think. Hold on a second. I'm and, unstuck. What you, are you doing yoga or are you playing twister? Yeah, it was a bit like twister to me. That's exactly how it felt actually. I felt you know I'm looking at I'm looking at people around me doing all these different putting their leg in a certain position while they got their arm in this position and they're looking over here and they've got their back arc like this or whatever. And you've got to get all all your different components of your body correct to do the pose correctly and i'm just a bloody mess it is my first time but i did enjoy it and i did go back and um i haven't done it consistently ever since i had a bit a bit of a break from it but when i got to california maybe 10 years ago i got into it again and uh it became a it became a regular fixture on my calendar and really enjoyed it and as an athlete yourself with you know involved in all different sports do you think that Doing doing yoga yourself is is can help you prolong a career. Whether you do it for fun with a load of mates or whether you decide to join a team, I mean, do you, do you really think there's a good benefit in understanding yoga a bit more? It's definitely going to prolong my pool playing and snooker playing career, where I can lean over the table further for that <laughs> extended shot. But I don't know about my football career ended a long time ago. I think my football career ended before it got started. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would. I would certainly. I know where you're going with this, mate. Absolutely. Uh, the the things, the 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 feeling I got from my body afterwards, and it's a it's a lot of combination with breathing, as you know. You probably experienced it yourself. There's a big focus on bre- um, breathing management and helping you extend into certain poses. And I felt I've always had tight groins. I've always had tight hamstrings from doing from tennis, from football, from cricket, everything we do when we're younger and shoulders, shoulder pains and stuff like that. And once you really start getting into three or four classes, I felt looser. I felt more supple. I felt more, uh, a lot more relaxed, helped me sleep better. Um, <laughs> I'm not limping down the road to the bus stop anymore because everything's loosened up. So I, I put my cane back in, back in the house. Don't need that anymore. It's, it's helped tremendously to be honest. And I, I wish I never had that break. I had that break for about five, six years before I went to California, mm-hmm. maybe three, four years. And I got into it and it, I started to get into it, into a pattern again in maybe 2013 where I was going twice a week just because of the benefits, helping me sleep. It was de-stressing me after a long day at work, especially when you're driving a lot and you're bouncing from meetings to meetings, phone calls. Uh, going to a yoga, I went to yoga classes in the afternoon and evenings. I know some people go in the mornings. What What does your wife do? Does she go evenings or, or mornings? She, what does she prefer? So yeah, she goes mornings. And um, with when we had the lockdown, she she could feel in her body, she could feel in her her mindset, her attitude, her uh, being lethargic that she missed it. She missed it so much. But she went to. Um, it was interesting because I thought she'd been going to these gyms, like uh, you know, these big fitness gyms where they, you, know, you go work out and then there's a class. But she actually goes to a, an actual studio that's in a strip mall. Oh, she goes to the real deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that's all they do. They just, it's yoga classes and they have them all throughout the day. So she gets to choose when she goes. The only difference now with her going back is what she was telling me yesterday was she has to wear a face mask inside. And she wasn't she wasn't sure how she was going to you know deal with it because as you just said it's a you know, with the breathing and everything, but she came back and she said even though it's uncomfortable, it doesn't really 
she doesn't like it, she she has to go. And now she's going back there every day. Um, she goes in the morning purely because she thinks that's when her body is telling her that she needs to do it. She comes home, she'll mm. get in the shower, and she gets into work, and boom, she is then focused and, and energised. I'm going to have to try these morning ones. I'm going to have to give it a go. I've been doing, in fact, I went to the extreme and did a late, I started getting in, really enjoying and getting into this late night one. It was an eight o'clock where they would change it with sunset. It was uh, in Santa Cruz and it, they would start it round about sunset as best they could. And as the sunset, it was indoors in a, in a big studio. Uh, they would bring round candles and you, you, you get into a really, really relaxed state. The instructor was absolutely fantastic. I wish I could remember her name and give her a reference, but she was, she was fabulous. And it wasn't a particular busy class either because of the time of day. It was kind of like 8, eight o'clock, 8.30 at night. Went on for an hour. But uh, you'd have candles. You'd feel really relaxed. And she would slowly build it up to class to peak performance and then slowly build it down again. One of the best classes I've ever mm. been to. And that worked for me in the evenings because of my work schedule. Yeah. However, I do like the sound of what your wife's getting from it getting in the morning and, and it beats going out for a bloody run in the morning or something like that doesn't it i yeah. think by yourself or on a bike ride by yourself i enjoy those things but being with a in a class with other people it helps with motivation doesn't it yeah and i think it's everybody to their own really when with obviously when, when time permits is one thing i know a lot of people that work mm. out pretty aggressively early in the morning before they go to work and they can get through the day and they, they're great some people prefer, you know, just like yourself, maybe that, that rigorous workout or exercise is an evening thing. Um, but I'll tell you what I'll do. I will, she keeps asking me, do you want to come? Do you want to come? I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to one in the morning. And... Here we go. Here we go. He's going back. He's going back. <laughs> I'm going back in. Um, because, I, I, you know, since my issue that I had. Don't forget your speedos. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to wear me mankini. Um, I look like Borat. So I'm going to go in there and, I, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to the instructor and I'm going to, I'm going to see, I'm going to see go on, my son. if I can um, relate to what my wife is, is saying to me about how energetic she feels for the rest of the day. And then I can, yeah, when we jump back on, um, on the yoga topic down the road, we, I'll give you some, uh, some how, how I felt, but, um, because of my experience, I did do some research about yoga, and I came. I, I, found, I found some interesting things that really shocked me. So there's two, there's two there's two new modern ways of doing yoga, and both of them to me sound like a disaster. One of them was on a paddleboard. <laughs> so these guys go out on a surfboard or a paddleboard in the middle of a lake, or even probably in, in, on the ocean. And they they do yoga on a paddleboard, and the other one, which is which blows my mind, I think it may have started or it's very popular in San Francisco, is goat yoga. Goat as in the animal. You what? Goat yoga. Now, when I first heard what that, you teach the goats to do yoga? <laughs> well, I actually thought there was some sort of like you know they give you like goat cheese or goat milk or something <laughs> as you're walking, right? <laughs> But it's with actual goats. So you sort of... and what it Behave. Is, you're in like a pen. You're doing all your, 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 your poses and your stretches. 
And when you're when you're doing a sermon, they will jump up on just a minute. You're, you're in a you're in you're in a what? You're in a pen with the goats. In a pen, yeah, like a pen, yeah. <laughs> and they they will jump up on you. And apparently, there's there's a there's a there's a there's a calming effect of having baby goats or a goat around you while you're while you're doing this. And I think again, it's all focused upon the meditation more than the fact that there's a goat on your back. But I was thinking to myself, well, if I'm doing one pose and this goat jumps on me back, what happens if he does a Richard the Third on me? I mean, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> you know? I, I really can't see me replacing my bottle of uh, Cabernet Sauvignon three bucks from Tesco's <laughs> for a goat, for a goat. To, to help me relax. Yeah. <laughs> for a goat. Let's see what... Um, haven't we got one of our, our specialists coming on board today to talk to tell us all about uh, yoga we, and all the stuff that we've got wrong. Yeah, we certainly do. And um, I think she just joined. So, Monica, are you there? Hi. Yes, I'm here. Thanks for How having are me. you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? I'm doing Hello, fine. Monica. How are you? Good. I'm doing fine. And uh, Monica, Johnny, Johnny tells me that you've been to the place where yoga was born. Now, as far as I'm concerned, like I always tell everybody, it's all sport was founded in England. Here we go. Everything, all, all sport was, was invented in England until Doug, Doug, our basketball guy, told me a few weeks ago that no basketball was founded in the US. But, but Johnny told me earlier that you've been to the place where yoga come from. Where is that? And tell us about it, because I'm interested. Okay, well, yes. Um, actually, yoga is uh, more of a practice. Um, it is also considered a sport, but... It started in India, um, and it and it uh, started there as a practice um, through uh, what was basically the Vedas. So it also has kind of like a religious practice as well. Um, so that's why it started there, and and then from there it became an athletic activity that um, started to kind of spread around the whole world. Um, so, so hang on a minute. So, so hang on. India was part of the British Commonwealth, part of the British <laughs> Empire. So, really, we did invent it, yeah? Or did it? <laughs> or was it invented before we we colonized India? It was before you colonized India. <laughs> okay, so we can't claim it. We're not claiming that one. Okay. Yeah. So you went there, right? Johnny told me that you went there. You went over there and 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 found out where it all come from and saw saw the main man. Is that right? Um, I started my yoga um, certification when I was here in the United States, uh, in California. Um, I got certified by uh, Yoga Alliance. And during that time, when I started to realize exactly all the benefits and the information and where it came from, I decided to take a, a very long journey to uh, India to find out a lot more and to maybe... Uh, practice some of the types of yoga that had started there originally. So where in India did yoga come from and what's the name of the person who created it or just tell us because I'm interested in the history behind it because it's such okay. a popular sport. You've got Johnny going into it in his ski gear in the hot yoga. I'm going into beginner classes and loving it. Everybody's having a go at it. Where, where in India did it? Is it founded? Okay, well, because uh, India is a big country. Yeah, Pratanjali actually was one of the major founders of yoga. He doesn't he own Charlton's Johnny? He owns Charlton, <laughs> didn't he? 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I couldn't pronounce that okay. name even if I had it in front of me. And, All right, so he he's the founder, and he, and he started the Yoga Sutras. There's there's several different people that will claim that they are the founders, Yengar or um, Bikram, and these are different practices that have started in in India and got a following and became one of the major practices in the world. So there are a good few different practices that started in India, and then there's others that started in. Uh, in the United States, like power yoga, mostly what is used today as a practice is vinyasa yoga, which is what you would find in your local gyms, which starts with the practice of just going through uh, yoga flows and using different. So that's poses. probably what I did. That's that probably is probably what, what, did, what you did. You yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, you practiced it in the gym, right? Yeah. Okay. That's what we did the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did the first time. So that would be like a regular beginner's vinyasa flow. I do suggest that people start with a vinyasa flow if they're going to get into it because it's very easy to just follow along with the poses. Another type of yoga is hot yoga or Bikram yoga. Bikram yoga is... Well, well about... I, I, Monica, Monica I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it was easy. I, I mean, I, it's probably easy to you because you're a professional you're you're a yoga doer and you're a yoga teacher correct you're a yoga instructor yes. too correct yes and you've been to the source and you've been and you and so you your 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 yoga um but so i wouldn't say that my first vinyasa class was it vinyasa you think i did i think it would would have been vinyasa because yeah. that's one of the yeah. major ones they focus on in gyms yeah I wouldn't say it was easy. I just want to clarify that for our listeners. I mean, Maybe not it for was you. challenging. Yeah, challenging, but um, I think um, easy to easy to follow in the sense easy to follow. Yes, in the sense it that there are practical vin vinyasa poses that are used. So if you go into one gym, you you probably will be able to follow that that process, and then go into another I gym, see. it'll probably be similar similar. Same, so it's like a curriculum. Oh, okay. So, Monica, I just have a question because um, I was telling Dickie earlier that my first experience was walking into uh, a hot yoga session, which yeah. I honestly felt that was with a bunch of experienced uh, folks that have been, been doing yoga classes for a long, long while. If, if our listeners were trying to get into yoga for a first time, what, what, what type of equipment would they need, you know, what type of dress would they need and how much would that actually cost? equipment what equipment Sometimes. do you need to go into a yoga class you don't need a helmet you need a pair of boots um, oh, yeah, okay, you probably need a, a bottle of water or something some <laughs> some yoga studios will definitely provide and some gyms will definitely provide a yoga mat for you um, just as long as you have the proper clothing that you're able to, um, breathe and move in. So you don't have to worry about that if you're going to your normal local gym or a place, but you definitely want to call before and, and find out if they do provide those things for you. If not, make sure that you do have a mat with you and definitely stay hydrated. So make sure that you have some water with you. So Monica, what? With, with this gym stuff that you mentioned, so I went I went through my gym. It sounded like Johnny did the same, uh -huh. but his wife goes to a proper studio. Right. What what should people expect to pay? Now we can't. Everyone has different prices for their gym. Exactly. But if you went to a specific yoga studio, 
what can someone expect to pay as a beginner for, say, a weekly class over a course of, say, X amount of weeks? What's the average for a beginner, for a vinyasa? So every class session is about $20, but all studios okay. charge a different amount. And if you get a series of classes, then it will be, it will go down from there. Um, there's also an unlimited uh, monthly pass that you can get. But all studios are very different. So I would check with the studio that you're looking to associated with. Mm. Okay. So uh, monthly, then it could be about anywhere between 50 to 80 bucks uh, a month if you did a, one class a week. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So that's quite expensive, actually, for four o'clock. It, is it cheaper if you signed up? Um, for say like a eight week course, would it bring the price down to say forty bucks a month, or is is about eighty sixty to eighty about average? Um, well, uh, I go off of Yoga Works, which is one of the major providers now. They're going into all different areas in the United States, and they're about twenty twenty five thirty dollars per session. That gives you about an hour, an hour and a half session. But there's plenty of people out there. Do not be discouraged by the amount of money because there's plenty of people that you can get with at a local uh, studio that will do uh, a class on donations that is probably just as good. Um, you can find places out there that will do um, some kind of outdoor activity yoga class where all they, all they want is a little bit of donation to allow the classes to, to move forward. So. There's, there are things out there. That makes our gym, that makes the gym membership, which includes these uh, an abundance of yoga classes within my membership in the studio every every day throughout the week, an absolute bargain because yeah. my gym is probably 45 bucks a month mm -hmm. and you have unlimited access to unlimited classes. So right. that makes it yeah. sound really reasonable. Anyway. So, Monica, I actually have a couple of questions, but you just mentioned about... You know, going outside is that when you uh when it's a is it a, a byog which is bring your own gun oh yes, I, was just, uh, about, so uh, I have i have been it. to um there's there's goat there's a few places there's one or two in the bay area that provide goat classes there's also one in southern california as Do well that is favor. a goat class and these classes have goats that will definitely bring your stress level down because you're involved with environment and with other creatures that are helping you to like de-stress also get deeper into your moves because they are there and they're helping to press you down into the certain poses <laughs> but it is also something that is very interesting and funny to watch so <sighs> That's something so, so, that on, like, people want to get when into, John, but when, yeah, there's also uh, when, other animal yogas out there as well. What about parrots? Nah, I don't want to bring. A parrot I have not maybe. seen parrots, but I have seen cat oh, yoga and dog yoga. All right, um, so I tell you what, I'm gonna do. I'm I'm gonna take me goldfish and me bowl, and I'm gonna take it down there because <laughs> you know I'm not trying to make fun of it because it sounds like it could be a cool thing. But here's the thing for me. If I, if What's I'm your goldfish going to do? Swim around and, and meditate you? Help that, you meditate? I mean, I'd rather look at me fish in my tank rather than 
worrying about where this goat might drop one and I'm sort of doing this pose. <laughs> or bite I'm, you. I'm, yeah, or bite me. I feel like I'll be more stressed out the fact this goat's going to bite me <laughs> or it's going to like drop one somewhere and I'm going to be kneeling in it. So it's yeah. interesting. So, I mean, so that's one thing. What about rabbits? Yeah. Well, well, one of... Rabbits are calming. Yeah, one of the things about yoga is the fact that it's supposed to be something that is uh, de-stressing, but also fun and and, uh, a way to meet people as well and and to congregate and and bring in a sense of community. So however way some people find that, if it's through hanging out with goats or or dogs or pets or even parent yoga, then that, you know, that's, that's how people find a connection with a community as well. And I've seen that they've also started doing um, like on paddle boards. I did some paddle boarding. And and you know, you know why people do paddle board yoga, right? Well, I was thinking it's because it helps a lot with balance, but I tried to get up on it and I fell right off. It's not yes. easy. I it mean, is not easy. And I, I was actually amazed at some of the. I mean, I tell you what, Dickie, it looked easy, right? This guy and his and his girlfriend, they was doing their own sort of version of of yoga, and they both popped up on top of the board, and all they all they did is this one little easy pose, which I think it's like, it's like just reaching down, touching their toes, right? And I thought, all right, I'm going to get out of the way here, and I try it myself. I I popped up on top of the board like like. <laughs> literally hopped up on it and I went straight off. Lucky enough I had the rope attached to the ball otherwise I'd have, lost, I'd have had to pay a hundred bucks for a ball that I didn't even own. Um, but I can tell you when I, did, you, when I did get on it. You tried stretching your hamstrings on a paddle board and fell off. That's basically what happened. I think I did more damage trying to stretch my hamstring. But I was like, I was actually impressed because out of all the, out of all the yoga that I thought to myself this would be this would be good for me because it's I, I like the water, very relaxing. Um, you're out there in the middle of a lake, and it 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 seemed to me like if if I figured out how to do it, and again, it's all about balance as well. I think I would like I would enjoy it. I'm gonna I'm actually gonna try it when I get a little bit more understanding with some of the poses. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try that. But my overarching question on this, Monica, is that. With all the different types of yoga that you've mentioned, uh, that I just mentioned, what's what's the real benefits out of, out of yoga as a whole? Yeah, so there's a great mind... Swimming. <laughs> you, it's swimming because you fall yeah. off the board. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's uh, walking your goldfish because you can take your goldfish <laughs> to class. Yeah. If you... um, What's the real ones, Monica? Sorry. If you start to actually get into um, doing some research on yoga, there's this mind-body connection that happens. There's, um, without getting into all of the, like, uh, religious background of it and everything, but we have um, a bunch of different um, chakras in our body, and and, uh, it's going through these uh, parts of your body to create one whole entity. So it's kind of throughout our day with uh, the stress, the stressors that we put on our body and our mind, uh, we're able to come into a yoga practice and bring all of these things back to a centered position. Um, so it, it creates, when you, you come out of yoga, you're supposed to feel like you're all centered and connected. 
Um, and these yoga poses, whether you do a restorative uh, yin, uh, if you do the normal vinyasa, all of these will, will help you to have this holistic health benefit that you come out of it um, through this practice. Is it good for athletes for, for rehab or is it good for athletes in general? to uh, ma maintain flexibility yes. and uh, injury prevention? Yes, I think that it is. Have, have you experienced it in uh, at the amateur professional level, Monica? Yes. Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, ab uh, absolutely. Um, I, I did um, help do a yoga practice for a um, college team. And definitely football is starting to incorporate, because of the stretching and the benefits that you get, yoga classes for teenagers, for kids, for they, kids, uh, yeah, I thought kids through, like pieces of rubber, through, they're uh, totally flexible. <laughs> yes, it helps also with uh, just your mind um, and de-stressing through, throughout the day. But they're also putting it into physical education coursework. Oh, so it helps helps them get better grades and uh, do their homework on time. I sure hope Things so. Things like that. <laughs> and, but also just as part of stretching, incorporating it into a regimen that that you have you know your sports your physical education your fitness but then you bring yoga into it and then you have this like extra added touch johnny i got one for you to try i want to ask monica about at this time it's where they everyone goes off in the woods for a weekend <laughs> and um i've seen it on tv you get together on a bus and you all go off into the woods in the middle of nowhere into some beautiful amazing peaceful place and do yoga. Is that right, Monica? Is that that's, that's uh, a yoga big part retreat. of yoga class, isn't it? Yoga, uh, yoga retreat, retreat. That's it. Yeah. Johnny, you should do that. Well, well, uh, you'll come back a different person, mate. You'll come back. You'll get a promotion at work. You'll get a pay rise. You'll really? be running up mountains, riding bikes for for hundred kilometers a time. You'll be a different person. You'll be like Superman. I'll definitely give it a go. That. Where, so where would where would someone do some research to find out where to? Do all these classes, like uh, Dickie just mentioned, Monica, with, uh, with a retreat. I mean, is it word of mouth or do I, how would you, if you was new to somewhere? There's a, if you, if you actually have a place where, where you're already studying yoga at a studio, they have resources within there that you can get in touch with. Um, there's also a bunch of different stuff that you can find online, but it would be really good for there to actually be a, um, a, a space where you can find more information on how to get involved in classes locally and also um, abroad. Cool. But I mean, you can go to uh, the Yoga Journal magazine, you can go to Yoga Alliance and online. There's, there's plenty of places that if you would like to be a part of them, I don't know how how much is going on right now because as we can't come together and, and join in uh, large community classes, um, the best thing would be just to focus on getting together with uh, small group classes and mm -hmm. and uh, doing yoga within your local community. Well, that, that sounds good. That retreat, I like that. So I'll um, I'll head up there with with my goldfish flipper, and then you know as long as, long as as long as people don't bring you know their grizzly bear and mountain lion, I think I'll be all right. 
Mate, make yourself a treehouse. You'll be just like Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah. Look at Avenue Ian. But Monica, I do have one of my last questions I have for you. Um, really, it's just like, it, like with all activities, is diet before and after. I mean, if I'm going to a yoga class after shoving down a Big Mac and fries, I'm sure that's not a good thing. And then like, like Dickie seems to seems to like doing the evening ones and as, as a glass of wine, probably during and after. If, if someone really wants to get the full, the full benefit out, out of yoga, I mean, is there a, obviously, what, what would you recommend yeah. as a teacher as a good diet before and after a class? Right. Without getting into just the Ayurvedic practices and the times in which people are supposed to or whatever um, actually do yoga, um, I would just say on a very practical level, you don't want to eat something heavy or anything that's going to put too much uh, time and effort on your system to digest. So something light is is completely fine be- before a practice. But um, I wouldn't say some people say that you should um, do it on an empty stomach. I would just say things that are light, probably an hour, an hour before. So I mean, you're going to be moving and and your whole entire body. So just kind of think about that. Think of what could possibly happen in a class when you're moving your whole entire body. So you don't want to eat super heavy foods that are going to um, make anything happen during the practice. Hmm. Well, that's uh, that's all good stuff. And uh, I, unless you have any other questions, Dickie, to fire Monica. Um, we can always regroup and, and go through a deeper dive in a lot of the, the, the topics we discuss within yoga um, in our next uh, episodes. No, I, I have lots and lots of questions, but I think we could be here for a considerable amount of time. So, Monica, I, I really wanted to talk more. I have more questions about your experience in India mm-hmm. and um, a lot more about for the beginners and maybe for different ages and abilities. But... Maybe we could um, ask you and invite you back for a, a, a future a future get together to discuss that at a different time if you're available. Oh yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Well, excellent. Well, thanks. So maybe we, we we table that for a later date, Johnny. What do you think? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and Monica, thanks for being such a great guest and putting up with uh, Dickie and I as we uh, plow through yoga. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Monica. Thank you, guys. Thanks Bye. for joining us. Bye. See ya. See you soon. Sorry to make that's a that's a lot to take in. Um, seems like you can do a lot of fun things. You can take it um, however you want to, but I think yoga is an important part of. I think of a, of a way of stretching nowadays is a is a good way of maybe de-stressing and and sort of relaxing and you know and, and getting getting yourself back to center and, and dealing with what life throws at you. Injury prevention. Injury, yeah, injury prevention. I'm sure. Actually, you made a good point. Injury prevention. I mean, with everybody having that, you know, being locked on lockdown and probably doing a little bit differently what they used to be doing with exercise, something like yoga could be good to help you get back to your optimum level. You know? Who I knows? absolutely agree. Look, look at how many of those professional soccer players that uh, kicked off in a Premier League after that lockdown, and they, you know, they've been looked after like, like babies and the amount of injuries that I've seen since that lockdown, you know, again, it's just because their, their bodies have not been used to what they normally 
normally have when they're when they're running, you know, at, at full pace in a in a normal season rather than at home on a treadmill. So you make a good point. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's interesting to hear Monica mention that um she she was doing classes and now the NFL franchise teams are putting their players through yeah. yoga classes for added flexibility and um muscle and muscle uh stretching, enhancement and injury prevention. Yeah. Wonderful stuff. I like to see it. Um, if those big if those big fellows are doing yeah. it, then uh all of us should be able to do it because oh, those yeah. guys are uh, a lot of those guys are in the weight room, I should imagine, quite a lot, aren't they? Because they're, they're, ver- they're very muscly. They're very he- Some of them are very heavy to deal with the impacts that they, 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 they get involved in. Yeah. Yet, uh, they're, they're even going through yoga classes. Interesting. Yeah. So what's our off-the-topic discussion about today, mate? Well, we were going to talk about fundraising, but I think we are looking at the time. We might have to table that for a tag it on to another session, mate, because um, there's lots of stuff I, I, I wanted to talk to you about fundraising yeah. and share with our listeners. And I think um, you had a, you've had a lot of experience in it yourself firsthand too, haven't you? So yeah, I, have. I wonder if we should um, come back to it. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, I think it was really important to deal with our on-the-topic field with yoga being the fact that... Uh, very new to me and we have a great we had a great guest and obviously a lot more to, to know about yoga but yeah I, I agree with, with just with time and you know cognizant of our listeners time I think we could bring that uh, that topic up at another another date and are, are we accepting the fact are we convinced that yoga did come from India correct yeah I think it's, it it's not a, it, it doesn't it, it didn't come from Luton <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, mate, you'll, you'll be you're, you're pulling at strings there. I mean, it could. I think there's an India in Michigan. I was thinking that's probably where it came from, but yeah, I like it. I mean, you know, it was a colony, mate. So I'm going to go for it. it. It was in. It started in an Englishman that lived in India started it. I'm sure of it. Yeah, I'll go with that, mate. I'll I'll go with that, and, and we'll just have to have Monica correct us next time. I do yeah, really. I'm really interested about where all this come from. I really am now. On a serious note, the history and um, because it's become a worldwide, uh, it's got a worldwide following now with such enormous benefits for everybody. And I'm really interested to how it all started and how just how old these poses are, how long they've been going on for and being useful. I bet you when when we dig down centuries history, the history on it and how it started and how the the modernized world has grabbed hold of it and turned it, you'll be surprised that um, how some of these poses are probably centuries old. So Genghis Khan was having a go, Julius <laughs> Caesar, Alexander the Great, Napoleon, yeah. Nelson, yeah, all of them having a go, yeah? All right, yeah, that makes me feel better. I'm getting back Washington to it. Washington himself, remember him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all, right, all right, um mate. get yourself booked in for that forest class, mate. Get yourself down on a retreat with Maggie. Yeah. And uh, go find some paradise in the woods, yeah. some peace and quiet, and, and get those stretches and those poses sorted out. Yeah, I'll bring Flipper and off we go. Well, great catching up with you, mate. Um, be safe, be well. Magic, it's always a pleasure. Catch you, on the, catch you on the next one. Okay, pal, take care now. You'll see you next week. Yeah. Cheers. Bye. Well, everyone, that's about it for today, as it's full time by his clock watch and extra time by mine. Thanks to all of you that have tuned into this week's show. We hope you enjoyed it, and please come back again soon.
It is now. 